Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. This is the podcast that gets people waffling about their mental health, coping mechanisms, life's minor inconveniences, and the music that soundtracks it all. So join me as I open up shop and have a waffle. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered with me, Taylor James. And me, Emma Tyndall. This is the podcast where we delve into the weird and wonderful where no concept, conspiracy theory, or conversation is off limits. So join us as we open up shop next door, turn the base up, and have even more of a waffle. Here she is. Hello. How you doing? No, it's good. It's the last day of summer, though, so I'm sad. What, like, officially? Mm. Yeah, the officials have spoken. Today is the last day of summer. No, I Do you no think they make this kind of shit up? Every, t- like every time you go on social media, it's like Mercury's in the microwave or something. It's just, <laughs> what are they talking about? I'm not Aggie because oh. Mercury's in the microwave. Hercules. I'm, <laughs> Hercules is in the microwave. I'm annoyed because life is shit. <laughs> mm. I love when all this sort of like star sign people come out and they're like, oh my God, babes, the reason you're feeling so sad is because you're a Scorpio and this and that and the other and the moon's in this place. And I'm like, is The moon's always in the same place. The moon (laughs) is always in the sky. (laughs) Just get one thing straight. (laughs) Well, I think we've both established what's pissed us off this week. You know what has got on my nerves this week? Queuing. I found myself in a queue the other day. It was literally just the queue for Subway. And someone came in the queue and joined the queue, but with their friend who was in front of me. Now, Mm. that's two people now ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And you know what I did? I tutted. (laughs) I've become a tutter. You didn't. Oh, my God. What were we saying last week, Taylor, about picking your battles and, like, owning your shit? She pushed in. She pushed in. And I felt like it was quite a rude thing to do. Like, we're all hungry. It's lunchtime. 
no one gets in the way of Taylor in his subway. No. Taylor in his... No, I nearly said... No, we're not starting this episode like that. What are you going to say? <laughs> it's like Taylor in a 12-inch. <laughs> Foot long, I bet. Um, I'm oh, sweating already. already. I'm literally bright red. <laughs> Mate, we're just getting started. Is it sad or is it sweet? Hit me with it. Come on. <laughs> so this is slightly on brand with uh, this week, except it has nothing to do with being kinky at all. Um, it's just a <laughs> sad or is it sweet dating kind of realm. Ooh, um, I, lo- so, I love these from you. Since being here, I've obviously met a lot of people and had a lot of fun. But my question to you, Taylor, is, is it sad or is it sweet that since I've been here, I have been on more dates and dinners with a woman that I met who's in her 50s than I have with a member my age of the opposite sex? I mean, it depends what you're looking for, Emma. Obviously, the meetups with the 50-year-old woman are purely platonic and lovely, and it's like a motherly figure. Well, I don't know. Do you know, I mean, I'm sure the listeners were thinking the same. Times are hard. You get, you take what you can get sometimes. <laughs> Sugar mummy, come at me. No. Definitely. Um, is, she, is she paying for the dinners? <laughs> <laughs> but is it sad that I've been on more dates with her than I have with a, like actual Hinge or Tinder or whatever dates? Um, no, I think it's actually quite sweet. Purely because, you know, you're you're building connections. Like, you don't know what going out for dinner with this lady is going to lead to. Not from, like, <laughs> that side of things. But if she's, ma- if she's introducing you to kind of people and this, mm-hmm. that and the other, you know, it could actually be... You might think it's quite sad, but it actually might lead to something incredibly sweet. Sometimes we're made to feel guilty for not like when you're single sometimes you're made to feel like you have to be dating all of the time and like coming up with like this year in the UK I went a bit ham on dating I was dating so much I had so many stories it was like my bit you know it's like oh what's Emma up to you know this week or who's she she dating now sort of thing (laughs) and here I'm like "Mm." I go to work and then I go to bed and then I just can't really be bothered. Go for dinner with Meredith. I go to dinner with Victoria, actually. Oh, someone's defensive. Sure, it's just dinner. <laughs> I'm joking. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Yeah, me too. That's why I'm like, shut <laughs> okay, up. Um, joking. We love you, Victoria. Thank you for looking after me. We do. Her. Thank you for making me feel so welcome. And I'm not being funny. For the past couple of weeks, you've been showing up here like probably the happiest I've seen you in quite a while. Mm. And enjoy that. Enjoy Emma, because then that is what's going to attract who you're supposed to be with, not these shits on Hinge and Tinder. Mm. So yeah. Oh, I needed to hear that today. Thank you. Love you're you. welcome. I love you too. Okay, so now we're yeah. done with all the, the wholesome loveliness. It's time to get on for our theme for this week. Yes, which cannot is... wait for this. Kinky dated and petrified. But we have got a bouter of a guest. Like she is, she's she's an expert in sex, relationships, kinks, sex toys. And obviously on this show, we take the conversation further and mm. we thought we'd have a waffle about all things kinks and 
that stuff that makes me cringe and horrendous my toes why are does it make you why why does it make you cringe so much I think this is really interesting I don't know it's just always been a topic of conversation that I've always kind of shied away from mm. and I, I don't know why because it's like well everyone does it don't they everyone's got their favorite packet of crisps so it's no different really is it What's no, their favorite sex sweet is exactly the... like a Pringle. <laughs> oh, I wish it was. <laughs> oh, there's a question. Feed or sex? Both. Well, obviously you put your hands together, yeah, but if you had to choose. Do you know what? I'd probably go with food because I can actually, I'd probably, I could go without sex. I'm quite weird like that. Interesting. Whereas obviously with food, I can't go like 10 minutes without like, hmm. <laughs> What am I, what am I having next? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a little snack drawer under, the, under this desk. Um, but, I've got a sex drawer. No, I'm taking. <laughs> I bet you have, haven't you? No, I, I just find it really interesting that um, some people find it really difficult to talk about kinks and especially mm. in dating. I So I've done, I guess, what you would consider kinky dating in the past. I've been on apps and stuff where that's sort of like the main focus. I find it quite have liberating. You? Yeah, she knows this about me. You know that. I didn't know that. No. And you know, actually, do you know what? I actually listened to one of your podcasts, which kind mm. of what was inspired this episode when you were talking about sex with two incredible guests from a male and female like perspective. perspective. Yeah. And it was brilliant. And I was like, oh, one, because I felt like I was part of that conversation. Two, and I was like, well, actually, no, now I, I want to have that conversation. Mm. So like what what kind of kinks are you talking about well I think there's I think dating's really changed in the last I mean I can't really talk because I have literally been single for two years so I don't know what dating was like seven years ago or so but I do feel like sex plays a massive part in dating now and Mm. with that like people are being matched on their kinks or they might want to open their relationships to things and date and dating apps are sort of accommodating to that and I think we've seen it on tv shows as well like channel 4's um open house the great sex experiment I thought that was such a profound like imagine watching that five years ago it just wouldn't exist so I think that the conversation is definitely getting a lot more open around that sort of thing and talking about sex because I do think it's such a massive part of dating like if you my my mate from home he says to me like Emma why do you always have sex on the first date like maybe try like not having sex on the first date no I don't always god no but like I don't I'm not like anti you know some people are like oh I would never have sex on the first date I'm like if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen because I think it's such a massive part of yeah like your connection if the sex is shit but then it's like thing isn't it it's like well you'd rather try it and then you don't want to get to like date five or six like build up these big emotional connection with someone get into bed and it is awful and you're like right oh oh well now, now what do i do time. yeah yeah tell me about it my time is precious taylor i'm not wasting any yes, like <laughs> fucking five dates to then realize that or not even if you're expensive bad in bed, as like, well it's expensive but i don't necessarily believe that you can be bad in bed because everyone has different tastes right but if your like sexual nature is completely different to that of your partners that's a very hard thing to work on I yeah. think no um, I, don't, I agree with that do you think porn has a part to play in this because obviously it's very kind of 
glamorized isn't it and I feel like quite a lot of people very early on in their life whether it's like their first sexual experience or anything like that like they expect it to be like that definitely definitely I think we're all influenced by porn um even if we probably don't like to admit it but even with porn there's something I'm really excited to speak to our guest about because I don't think female pleasure is portrayed in any slight remnants to what it's actually like yeah. to have sex there's such a range of things that encompass what kink actually yeah. is um and porn really just scrapes the sides so yeah this is actually so. like a brilliant subject because obviously i know we talk about like i mean obviously on the main waffle shop obviously it's the stigma around mental health and breaking that down but there is a huge stigma around sex whereas it's like <laughs> yeah. it's the openness about it isn't it it's that kind of pushing the boundaries that mm. I guess it's really kind of taking this kind of conversation to the next level. Yeah. I always think of that quote from friends with benefits where Justin Timberlake says to me, Kunis, like, why don't we have sex? Like we're playing tennis. And I'm like, why don't we have sex? Like we're playing tennis, you know? What do you mean? Like why? So if, if I asked a guy to come play tennis with me, there's yeah. no expectation there. There's no, oh, I should text him afterwards. There's no, oh, like, um, oh, this is a okay. thing. It's just, we go and play the game and have a um, good time and enjoy yeah. it. And then what, like, we might play tennis again. We might not. But then with that, <clears throat> I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you do what you want to do. Like, I don't, if, as long as you're not hurting anyone, no one should actually care. But then right, it's yeah. that, like, well, if you do it too much, it's you you then get slapped with a stigma of like oh she's this or he's a player or he's a football mm-hmm. boy or whatever it is and then it's like well you are not actually going to win regardless of which way if you talk about kinks and be that open you're going to get called like a weirdo or like it's it's that kind of conversation yeah if you're talking about like oh well I've slept with this person then next week I spoke slept with someone else you're like oh she's this or he's that the gender roles definitely play a massive part in that, I think, which is a whole nother conversation. I wouldn't want to veer away too much from the theme, yeah. but like we all know that if a guy has sex loads, he's a lad. And if a girl has sex loads, she's a slag. Yeah. Like that's, and and I even sometimes would not go out and have sex with someone because I'm like, oh no, I can't do that because I had sex with somebody else whenever. Yeah. And it's like, that would, yeah but it's like why do i think that? Yeah, yeah 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 it is um and like saying that about the whole tennis and sex thing like obviously that's the dream but obviously then if you do want something from the tennis game like you know i'm going with the metaphor here but like if you want a tournament or a rematch or like or you doubles. want to keep playing tennis forever then <laughs> do doubles. it as well yeah mixed all mixed doubles well, you know it's 2022 <laughs> oh this show actually a great analogy um thank you i'm quite proud of that <laughs> you did well I'm, I'm glad you explained that because again it is this is why i love these kind of conversations mm. but i do have a question before you before we bring the our incredible guest in yeah are there any kinks that are an absolute no-go if so if, if a lad came up to you and was Ooh. like oh i want to try this is there something that you'd be like absolutely not I mean, surely plenty of things. Like, it depends how dark you want to get, right? Like, like there's one in the kind of gay community, which was a massive kind of eye-opener for me, pop play thing, mm. where people will kind of act out the role of a dog, like they'd wear, like, collars, 
they'd have a mask and they'd have like a tail and stuff like that. And I, I, I genuinely think that's like, just no. Yeah, I, I've actually witnessed that in a park I used to live at near Br- in Bristol. Um, a guy used to walk his boyfriend around it and he had a collar and like held a leash and stuff. And I, I really try in those situations not to pass judgment, but also, you know, when you're yeah. like shocked yeah but yeah it's I hard totally, not to look though yeah, isn't but, it yeah and I think, yeah you know whatever kind of whatever works. tickles the pickle and all that kind <laughs> of stuff but it's it's that kind of I think it's more the education around it it's more like I'd want mm. to know how did you know that was a thing yeah like how do you know you, you don't like it? it unless you try that I don't know might might give it a go maybe we'll see not. <laughs> shall we <laughs> um so, oh gosh I can't believe we haven't even introduced our guest yet we have got the phenomenal Annabelle Knight. And I mean, she is an absolute belter. She's She has her own, own line of sex toys. She's a sex expert, relationship expert. And she's been on this TV show called Kinky Daters. Mm. Like, I'm, I'm generally really excited to have this waffle. I hope we learn stuff as well. Like, I'm actually really interested to ask her certain things. I mean, um, I've definitely learned a lot about my co-hosts in the past 10 minutes, so let's <laughs> bring excited for the rest of it. <laughs> um, obviously, before we bring Annabelle in, there's a little thing we need to mention first, which is, of course, the waffle word of the week. So if any new listeners, this is the word that we established at the end of the previous episode, which we have to try to slip into the conversation without <laughs> our guests knowing. And last week, last I chose... Pincers. <laughs> Pincers. Well, um, best of luck. Uh, Let's bring her in. Let's go. Annabelle Knight, welcome to the Waffle Shop Podcast Unfiltered. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited. Oh, I'm petrified and excited. (laughs) A healthy dose of both. Yes. Yes. Taylor and I were literally saying before you got here, it's so funny because we both have quite polar opposite view, not polar opposite, but like we have different experiences when it comes to the theme kinky dating and Taylor finds it quite like an embarrassing subject, whereas I just talk about it willy nilly. So <laughs> to speak to you, I think is going to be um, really interesting and we've been very excited about this. So thank you for being good, here. Good, good. Well, hopefully Taylor, you won't feel like you have to be too much of a passenger in the conversation <laughs> just, you, you, you just carry on you just carry on I'm just gonna <laughs> to, to sit this one out but no I'm getting better but basically the first question I think I've got to ask is what is what is a kink like what what, what is kinky dated so kink is if you think of uh, in inverted commas, normal or vanilla sexual practices so the things kind of everyone is comfortable with a kink is just something (laughs) well say that this line here is vanilla and normal in inverted commas a kink is anything that might kink away and veer away Ah. from the norm so it could be absolutely anything that you know turns you on that doesn't necessarily turn the majority of people on is there a stigma with this well do you know what i actually just wrote something about this um so someone asked me what the um, one of the most common questions I get asked about is, and it is hand on heart, honestly, how do I introduce kinkier sex to my partner and into my relationship? Which leads me to believe that 
everyone is a little kinkier than they like to let on so we all have this kind of like outside of the bedroom persona like pearl clutching oh my goodness whips and chains (laughs) never and then we get inside our bedroom and suddenly there's you know sex swings hanging from the ceiling definitely I think the thing I find most interesting about this and Taylor and I spoke about earlier before you came in but it's like how to begin to introduce kinkier sex with a partner and how that has actually become now such a big shift in the dating space like I think it is spoken about a lot more Mm. um have you noticed that shift at all yeah definitely when we um talk to and about kind of people in the dating scene and using dating apps and or, or even meeting in a more kind of um original setting like friends introducing the conversation around what works for me and what doesn't work for me in the bedroom comes up a lot sooner than it I mean years and years ago it never came up you just Mm. had sex and you made the appropriate noises if it was good and kind of pulled it back if it wasn't so good and I hoped they got the message um but now I think people are really taking ownership of not just their sexuality but their like sexual personality so Mm. what they like their quirks their kinks whether you know different positions even that work for them and others that don't and I think having those conversations while some people still shy away from that because it can be awkward, it actually is a really positive thing for strengthening your relationship early doors because ultimately, if you're not sexually compatible, that's not to say you never will be, but it just means that you can get to that point sooner if you address it. I had a question. I know you do a lot with a lot of work with sort of sex toys as well, and that's sort of a big part of your um, social media, which I love. I think it's so important to talk about especially as a female who, you know, we use them, I think, a lot more in the masturbation zone than men do. Um, What should you do if the person that you are sleeping with gets offended if you bring out a sex toy? Oh, my goodness, this is so common. And I Mm. almost always know the dynamic of the relationship it is a hetero couple cisgendered and it is the person with the penis who has the problem um I think you know this is a really it, it actually like we joke about it but what we have here are unhealthy messages pushed from your early sexual experiences and a lot for a lot of guys that's around porn and we don't see an awful lot of sex toys in the early experience porn that people might view. So it's it's normally pretty, you know, straightforward. And we also see a lot of um, like false performances. We see five, thr- five thrusts and, you know, it's climax central. So for a lot of guys, the idea that, um, you know, someone needs a sex toy, it, it's, mm. a, it's a negative comment against their performance because the messages they get are you know you should your your male prowess should work just instantly and if there's a sex toy oh my goodness that's terrible but we need to shift the focus because sex toys are not your competition they are your teammates and if the aim of the game is pleasure then anything you can do to heighten those senses, to increase the potential for pleasure, then that should get two thumbs up. So it really is about kind of destigmatizing um, sex toys in general and detaching it from performance because it's nothing to do with your performance and everything to do with just changing the types of stimulation that you can enjoy. That's pretty. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I could of... talk about that all day. <laughs> 
No, but do you know what though? I think it's a really important point to make because as a male, like the first kind of experiences of sex are what you see in porn. But kind of bringing it back to the kink side of things, we were catching up before, obviously we brought you in and Emma was saying that she loves like pincers when it comes to... (laughs) (laughs) Keep it shaving. Has there been (laughs) anything that when it comes to this type of stuff that you're just like... Oh, okay. Like, has there anything ever kind of shocked you? Oh my when it god! Comes yes, to your... I did a live phone in, late night phone in with a London Just radio. Got disaster written all over it. <laughs> and it was really late, and it was with a like a comedian called I think his name was Ashley James, and he was hilarious, but just nothing was off the table and it was actually a, like a wonderfully liberating experience mm. in terms of broadcast because I was free to talk about what I, what I wanted to talk about. And um, we had some phone-ins and there was a couple of kind of, not run of the mill because when it comes to sex, no question. The only stupid questions in sex are the ones you don't ask. Um, But this guy rang up and he was telling us this story about how when he was a child, he was watching a couple of older children kind of dry humping and getting it on. And he was like voyeuristically watching and he fell and landed in some stinging nettles. And that early experience linking the pain of stinging nettles to the pleasure of watching the couple getting it on followed him into adulthood. And he wow. had a really difficult to climax unless he rubbed stinging nettles on his genitals. No. And he wanted to know whether that was normal. And he said, said this, and I was like, because... <laughs> There are certain kinks that I, you know, I I don't know everything. Every day is a school day and that one certainly was. So I, I mean, I didn't, there was some dead air, I've got to be honest, while I just gathered my thoughts, uh, a few ums and ahs. And then um, we kind of, I talked about it in a little bit more detail and we found out that it wasn't necessarily, you know, nature and the physical like nettles, it was the sensation. So I recommended some uh, menthol and arginine-based lubricants, and they're both tingling sensations. So I recommended some tingling lube, and I never heard back from him, but I'm I'm hoping... He's out there. <laughs> it, he's out there. If he's listening, I'm really hoping it worked, because he just started dating someone, and it was getting serious, and she was concerned that um, he didn't find her sexy because he was unable to kind of maintain an erection oh. or ejaculate without the the like stinging aid um wow. i wish i'd uh, had longer to talk to him because i really i don't know whether it was he needed it every time or he just needed it occasionally or you know <laughs> whether, on how high the pollen the, count was yeah exactly <laughs> did he have to go out like foraging exactly. before he to, <laughs> to be fair though that's that's a like you know emma mentioned about like the the sex toy conversation like how would you approach the kink kind of conversation when it comes to like I actually have a pretty foolproof plan I basically went into novel writing to help people with their sex lives because in pretty much all of my books are various sexual scenarios so I would always say if you are interested in a particular kink or fetish enjoy some porn or some erotic fiction that centers around that kink or fetish so you can explore it safely like in a non-committal way especially because the kink scene can be really pricey like aside from anything else you know my money's going on my electricity bill at the moment probably not on sex toys so <laughs> oh yeah, my God. 
<laughs> exactly. So spend your money wisely, get some erotic fiction that deals with the kink or fetish you think you might be interested in and just, you know, see how that plays in your mind and what effects that has on your body. And if you're like, yeah, do you know what? This is definitely for me. You've got an in, you've got a, hey, darling, I just read this amazing scene in this book. What do you think to this? And if they're like, absolutely not, no, oh my God, at least you haven't just spent 200 pounds on accessories and things mm. that are then going to go wasted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I need to find out what it's called, but they are, they're all like, some of them can be into the hundreds of pounds. And I'm like, yeah, all for investing in myself, but should I really have to spend that much money just to be able to like get off? Yeah. I mean, there is that kind of cost benefit analysis, like, mm-hmm. you know, how much money is too much money. And, uh, you know, there are, there are some uh-huh. people that will say, I would like all of my money goes on sex toys. If you think about it, like if you were like dating and obviously you wanted to obviously have sex with the person that you're going on dates with, obviously dates can become very expensive. You're talking like minimum, like what? Just investing in a date with yourself. Yeah. So long-term investment, you're probably going to get more return from a sex toy than you and would. there is the argument that the more you spend on a sex toy, to a certain degree, the better quality the toy is. So, for example, mm. if you are looking at a rechargeable toy that is fully waterproof and seam-free silicon, which is what you want from your sex toys, because if you have a sex toy that's made in a two-part mould, you get a seam and you can harbour germs and bacteria there, which... I know everyone is supposed to wash all of their sex toys before and after every single use, but let's be real, most people are not doing that. If it gets a wipe once in a while, that's great. You just think, oh, my drawer is great, that's fine. I don't advocate that. I'm I'm saying clean your sex toys, but I am realistic about it. Most people are not going to do it every single time they want. What would to you off. clean it with though? Because if you think that you're not like a, like an antibacterial wipe, do you know that- what? There are some sex toys that are dishwasher proof. Just putting it out there. Stop. So I'm no. not joking. You can pop them in your dishwasher. I don't know whether people would just because you could, um, but for most sex toys. Um, mild and scented soap and warm water. If it's not waterproof. I'd say a damp cloth, or you can get special sex toy wipes or sex toy spritzers, anything like that will will do. But don't use any harsh chemicals or perfume soaps on anything that you're going to insert into yourself. Mm. How do you feel about dating apps which have entered into the kink zone um, sort of field? And I think there's a few others around. Mm. But do you think they are an effective way of matching you with a partner or has it almost gone too far? I mean, I feel like it's a really good idea in principle, but there is so much more to a relationship when it comes to compatibility than just what you get up to in the bedroom. Mm -hmm. And by only highlighting that point as as your kind of the way to sell yourself, you're reducing yourself to your kink or to your fetish which mm. may be, it may be that it's such a big thing for you that you couldn't possibly, you know, dream of dating someone who wasn't into your lifestyle, in which case then I think that's great. But I think maybe for a lot of people, they'll find that the more general dating apps may offer them, you know, a few more boxes ticked. And then if you're really into that kink, I know a lot of people who are into some pretty kinky stuff that have dated in very kind of 
usual way that have then successfully introduced their kink to their new partner. So I think, you know, you don't have to have this very divisive dating kind of mm. segments. If it works for you, great. I personally think reducing an individual just to what they like in their bedroom is as it, it oversimplifies mm. that kind of the human condition. Mm. That's so there's quite silly now because I've kind of picked up some dating tips from TikTok and obviously they do the whole kind of like the eye contact the biting of the lip I just kind of wanted to get your professional <laughs> opinion like does that shit actually work I, I mean yeah definitely I think if you are I mean it's difficult isn't it because you're you're basically saying here's your roadmap to telling someone you've you in, are interested in them without the thing we all talk about is the building block of a successful relationship with which is without actual communication so mm. i do think there is certainly a space for flirting techniques um and if we all know them and we've all learned them off tiktok then it becomes a little bit more transparent because That's i know true. that i'm playing with my hair and you will know that i'm playing with my hair so it's mm. you know it, the language becomes a little easier to read but eye contact is actually something that i'm a huge fan of I believe in eye gazing for for like um kind of keeping your relationship tip top we get a lot of feel-good um hormones released when we make eye contact with someone it's it lowers our barriers it increases our vulnerability mm. and it makes that level of yourself more attractive and available to another person so eye contact is certainly something that I really really think is just it's almost a miracle worker for every stage of your relationship if you're having a, a bad day with your partner take five minutes five seconds what, however long you've got just look at each other for a few minutes and you'll be amazed at how good you feel after you've done that oh I love that that's so <laughs> that's so that's so sweet it is it's get, and it really you? works yeah because yeah. we are all busy and we're all like we think talking to one another is communicating. And I think this is the biggest pitfall in relationships, whether you're at the dating stage or the 10 year anniversary stage, because general conversation is not communication. And we communicate in so many other ways than just the words that come out of our mouth. Our body language accounts for over 50% of the messages we put out there. So if we're not doing a massive part of that 50%, which is the eye contact, we're, you know, we're kind of, gagging ourselves romantically so it is really important nice mm. choice of words there yeah whipping <laughs> 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 it back to the king yeah, yeah i had one question before taylor wraps us up but um obviously you mentioned that you're in a relationship now and um have you ever did you ever in the beginning obviously given your line of work find it difficult to I guess, detach your work to your relationship? And like, was that difficult for him as well? Sorry if that's a bit of a um, question. No, not at all. Uh, so my, uh, me and my husband are about to celebrate our ninth wedding anniversary. So wow. we have had like a lovely, lovely time together. Um, and in the beginning, it was never an issue with Matt. He was never um, like intimidated or embarrassed. He's, he's always kind of, won my career and any success that I've had or any kind of career 
achievements or whatever he's always kind of worn that as a badge of honor and been really proud of it and I always Mm -hmm. feel like he's proud of me and and hopefully vice versa but before I went out with Matt I was dating another guy called Matt which made it very easy um, to do (laughs) to switch Um, and he found it he didn't want me to talk about my job. He didn't want me to, he said like, I mean, we only dated for a couple of months, but we, we did in the second month, I was like, are we, we going to like meet each other's friends? Like, do, do you think that's something we could like talk about? And he was just like, how long, like, literally straight off the get out the gate. How long are you planning on doing the sex thing? The sex wow. thing, way to reduce my career down to that. And I said, well, um, Do you know what? That is very rich from a man to ask. I know. I was like, hopefully for a long time, things are going really well. I was, I mean, this is uh, 13 years ago. So I was in the infancy and I hadn't uh, hardly done anything. And uh, he was like, well, let's give it a little while. Because if if you stop and you get a proper job, then you can meet my mum. So I wasn't good enough to meet his mum. And that that was kind of what put the nail in the coffin for me. Just now. But yeah, so a couple of people I dated before I met my Matt found it difficult to kind of get their head around it because I think when they first met me and started dating me, they saw sex and relationship expert and they thought, easy lay, which, Mm. I mean, whether that's that's true or not, (laughs) to not mutually exclusive. Um, And it really put me off them because it just showed kind of a very antiquated view of sex and of the gender roles and what that means in a relationship to them. So I found that really off-putting. And I, on the flip side, find any men that I meet that are quite liberal and believe in closing the orgasm gap and female empowerment and pleasure any guy I meet who has that standpoint is automatically like 10 points ahead of anyone else. Thanks. That's really interesting. I've absolutely loved this conversation. I thought I'd be Where really Where does the time go? You just said, oh, well, you're closing in. And I'm like, how has half an hour gone already? It, it literally happens all the time when we have these kind of conversations. But then I wish we could do the whole Joe Rogan thing, but my dishwasher needs empty if you know what I mean is it full of dishwasher safe sex toys (laughs) but honestly you every time I see you on social media or we catch up honestly I I, I'm left with a smile on my face yeah and likewise thank you enough for joining us for a waffle thank you for having me again (laughs) I hope to be back soon thanks Annabelle I loved that. She's so ah. Oh. Joe, you know what I thought I'd hate the episode, not hate it in terms of but yes, find but... it cringe. Yeah, yeah. She really normalised a lot of stuff as well. I really. It's yeah. just like second nature. Like it's literally mm. just like we're talking about what's on TV. It's like oh yeah, yeah my vibrator's in the dishwasher. It's just <laughs> that normal kind of breaking everything down, isn't it? You fucking coming out with me <laughs> having a. <laughs> a pincer fetish this means I cannot war. tell you like I you genuinely... <laughs> Keep okay. I need to be convinced myself I was like fuck off Mama tried to say. Now. Yeah. what would a pincer fetish look like I wonder when you were saying it I was I'm, like huh I'm get some little crab claws out that. nip away in the bedroom it's time for sing it suck it is it a hit or are they talking shit? 
Does sing it or sack it get you I going? I swear to God, I don't understand. I, I feel like I should lose weight from this podcast, the amount I sweat and laugh. <laughs> oh. Right. So my favourite part of the week is here again, sing it or sack it. This is the part of the show where me and Emma dissect song lyrics and decide whether we're going to sing them or we're going to sack them. So I'm, I feel like I'm on a bit of a high at the moment. I've, you know, I've just got the waffle word of the week. So I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to go first if that's, that's okay with my loser of a co-host. <clears throat> Love ya. So this, this is a bit of an interesting one this week mm-hmm. and I I don't know how I feel about this one myself but I feel I feel like you're you're better at this than me because I'm like yes yeah, sing it it's a banger but you're like actually no it means this <laughs> <laughs> it's about crippling depression about it, Taylor. <laughs> but it's okay, by Jesse J it's called price tag remember the naughty's bop Chin. that was price tag and the lyrics go seems like everybody's got a price I wonder how they sleep at night when the sale comes first and the truth comes second, just stop for a minute and smile. I love that line, when the sale mm. comes first and the truth comes second. I don't really know what she's trying to say. I, I feel like, obviously, I'm going to s- sing it because I, I sing everything that comes with this. <laughs> you literally but, do sing everything. <laughs> but from a point of view where I feel like we are in this day and age where the sale just come first and the truth comes second. Like I feel like not, and I don't think that's necessarily from a money point of view. I feel like mm. everyone has an ulterior motive and then mm. they get what they want. And that's when, once they've got it, that's when the truth come out kind of thing. I feel, I feel like that, but that's what I interpreted it as not necessarily just about the money, money, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting way of thinking about it. I mean, I guess like literally thinking about, I mean, money makes the world go round, right? And I think that mm. song she's trying to say, you know, why is everyone so serious? Yeah. Like, why aren't we just here to have a good time? I don't know. Gosh, you've really stumped Ooh, me here. Oh, I like You gave this. me such a good intro of like, you always give such good analysis. And now I'm like, I, mm. I've just got dildos in my head, to be honest, after that. <laughs> oh, you probably should see a doctor about that that's not where you're supposed to put them emma um <laughs> so i'll sing it with you yeah so like that little duet on the go nice cha-ching nice. cha-ching okay <clears throat> my go so this is this is actually one of my favorite sets at glastonbury this year and it is called your girlfriend by blossoms sorry have you did you go to glastonbury this year but i knew i knew <laughs> you were gonna do that i knew you were gonna do that um Thought maybe we'd go out for a movie and we can forget friends who'll be fuming. Then I could walk you home in the evening and that's just being friendly. Mm. I think it's mm. such a juicy one. It's, it's a banger of a song though as well. And now, and now your, your girlfriend, girlfriend is ringing is in my ears again. I think yeah. it's such an interesting... No, actually, Ooh. you go, go on. I read it. You, what do you think? I feel like I'm not the person to answer this one. From a personal experience... Um, I said it earlier on that what's meant to be won't pass you by and I feel like when it comes to this kind of conversation or this type of behaviour if you were happy in the situation you were in you wouldn't be walking home with someone else so yes it doesn't sound great 
but at the same time if it's meant to be and if things are meant to work out that way then you, sometimes you can't stop I, that from happening I I, I I completely understand where you're coming from and like we've seen in even popular culture and reality television just how mm-hmm. easily it is to fall in love with your best friend's friends like let's look at Jamie Lang and Sophie Boo Sophie was going out with Sam for ages Sam and Jamie obviously their friendship nearly ended over that but now Sophie and Jamie are getting married and it's like are you going to pass on the opportunity for true love to hurt someone for a little bit of time? Oh, okay. That they could be happy. Hang on then, because I missed the friend bit in that. Mate, it's called your girlfriend. I didn't think it was about a friend. Okay. I was no, talking no, no, about... No, 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 no. It's about cheat. It's, it's, the song is in context of um, his, his mate has got a girlfriend and he fancies the girlfriend. Oh, yeah. No, then you don't do that. I'm sacking it. I thought what did you it think? was. I thought it was like, well, at the end of the day, like if they're in a relationship and you've met someone and they, they're obviously not happy in their relationship, and you, you end up walking home together. Both parties are quite cl- clearly not happy in the situation that they're in for yeah. that to kind of happen, whether it's a mistake yeah. or not. However, if that friend. person is a friend, then that person isn't a friend. If that's what they're, if that's the way they're behaving behind your back, because I was going to say, that would kill me. yeah, that, no, sorry, like, yeah, no, twist. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm sacking myself with that one, purely because, and I'm going to say it because one of my very good friends ended up with his best mate's wife. Yeah, and, but you see, in that instance, but they're, but they're, they're now it? still together. They're, they're, exactly. they're very happy together, so it is kind of worth it but at the same time I have an issue with the friend part because there's a few people who were best man men at that wedding that knew what was going on and they didn't tell the groom Mm. which in me in my I feel like that's worse than the actual affair Mm -hmm. because they're not your friends it's a song about loyalties right like yeah I hate it when people say I can't help it because I fell in love with them. And it's like, you actually have full power over the people that you love. I do believe that. Mm. I know that there is something which called a spark and you can meet someone and be like, wow, they're an amazing person. And God, I wish I was with them. But you, you have the ability to turn that off and or act on it. Right. So saying mm. I'm in love with them. It's like, it's not an excuse to do, to do that to a yeah. friend. It's not an excuse. If you weigh it up in your mind and you're like, it's worth it, then no one can really stop you from doing that. But it's still a shit move, I think, to yeah, to pursue someone who is your, you know, your mate's girlfriend or boyfriend or partner or whatever. Um, this has been a bow to have a single or second. I feel like these are like full conversation pieces here. They are. Are, we, are, we, are we sacking it? Well, yeah, we got to sack it, haven't we? Oh. And I think like, you'd have to yeah. sack your mate as well. It would just be the worst betrayal. Like, whenever pe- anyone tells a story of, oh, yeah, I found my boyfriend in bed with my best friend or boyfriend or girlfriend in bed yeah. with my best friend. I'm like, that must be, because that's Don't two kill me. huge yeah. betrayals in one go. Also, like a huge grieving process that yeah. is, you're going to have to go through because you're not only lost your best friend, you've just lost your partner. And like the oh. audacity that someone could do that to you. I think it's all sub, um, sub-leveled though, right? So because if you if you break up with someone, because there's a whole argument there of like, okay, so how long can you leave it between breaking up with someone and going out with your friend's ex? Are you allowed period. to go out with your friend's ex? 
I mean, I feel like this is a whole other episode and we should definitely. It is, and it's also a little bit personal, so we're going to have to <laughs> wrap this one up. <laughs> Hone it in. Um, God, what a, what, a fun, what a fun episode. I, I love this one. Another bouter. Well, now. before we um, wrap things up, Taylor, what is going to be our waffle word of the week next week? Next week, Emma, the waffle word of the week is going to be slinky. <laughs> Everybody loves a slinky. <laughs> I love a slinky. Oh my god, I've just got so homesick thinking about that. <laughs> we used to have one. Oh. Used to you know when you used to run it down the stairs. Yeah, but then I always had the awkward steps that were like one was always like a little bit longer than the other, so he, so he always got stuck on one particular stopped. step. Yeah. Oh, mems. Nineties baby mems. Yes, baby. As always, it has been an absolute pleasure waffling with you, Emma. And you lovely listeners, if you like what you've heard, get in touch, like, subscribe, give us five stars, buy us a coffee. I don't know. Send us, <laughs> send us some money. Emma's got sex toys to buy. <laughs> They're very pricey. I actually do. I've been saving. I couldn't take any across the um, across the borders. Not after my vibrator oh, got yeah, found yeah. in my suitcase that time. I was too scared. So now I'm, I'm all out, guys. So Help a girl just out. send gifts. <laughs> Put my address in the show notes. And no, don't me- do this. This, yeah, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We love you. Ta-ra. See you next week. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. You've been listening to the Waffle Shop Podcast with me, Taylor James. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button and even leave a review. It means the world to me. See you soon.